conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, the paranormal, legends, myths from around the world, chasing prophecy radio, where the paranormal is supernatural, with your host, John Kelly, Daniel Bassier, Bob Dogfagan. Welcome to the Chasing Prophecy Radio, and here are your hosts, Sean, Bob, and Jenny. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Chasing Prophecy, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Jenny Nikowski, your host, along with Sean Kelly. Happy Fourth Weekend. I, I guess you can consider it a weekend for us. As a means of escaping all the nonsense in the world, we aren't going to rehash any of that tonight, okay? So this evening, we are going to get right to tonight's topic. So many have experienced unusual occurrences, which can be only described as paranormal. So on this full moon, we're going to discuss hauntings, ghosts, apparitions, spirits, and maybe some demonic spirits, so... If you have a haunting or just want to talk about them and you want to ask our guests a question, there is a link on Chasing Prophecy Facebook page. It's a Skype link. You'll just have to download Skype if you don't have it, okay? So my co-host, John Kelly, has been doing paranormal investigations for over 30 years. So tonight we're going to discuss his investigations Along with Sean, we have Jacob, I'm sorry, Carmen Jacobs, I got it backwards, Russell Round, and Belle, I hope I pronounced this right, Wingard. And so welcome to the show, everyone. Hey. I'm glad you are here tonight with us, guys. So make sure if you have mute to unmute yourself. So, um, Sean, tell our audience, okay, how you started doing paranormal investigations well back in uh february of 2006 i went up to gettysburg and i bought a camera and i went on this little uh um ghost tour that they have up there in gettysburg and uh i got real interested so i was up there for two days and i decided to go out by myself the next night so i got the camera and i was taking pictures and i didn't get a thing um maybe a little mist or a little like uh little orb or something like that i don't know but when i came back i um was sitting at eaton park um with carmen she worked there and uh i told her my idea of starting a paranormal group and this was in march 2006 and um, so she was working and I was drinking my coffee and we started talking and uh, I went up on meetup.com. I don't know if anybody knows mm-hmm. about meetup.com. And uh, I got a bunch of people together and we decided to do places like Blue Miss Road. And we did a couple cemeteries. One out there in Monroeville. Do you know, ever hear of it, Jenny? Rusland? No, I, where is it in Monroeville? Rusland. Never heard of it. Uh, somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the story is there's a ghost out there called Walking Rosie. And um, what happened was how that story became was there was a bunch of kids that came out there one night and desecrated her tombstone and threw it over the hill and she's been wandering Russland for about oh since it happened and i have seen her and i have known people also who have seen her and uh, it, it was just pretty interesting wow. and as time went on in October of 2006, we did our uh, first house investigation down in Elizabeth, PA, which was Molnar's Marina. Mm-hmm. And uh, and after that, we just took off, and we've been going strong from 2006 to now. 
Wow. Well, before we take any calls, I just wanted to ask you and your crew, what kind of equipment do you use when you do an investigation? That would be you, Russ. We use the EVP meter or EVP recorders. That's a record. It's just a digital recorder. And normally you can get some answers when you ask questions. We have IR cameras, um, Mel meter, and uh, the K2 meter. Now, when you say these meters, what are they actually um, uh, recording? Are they um, heat? Um, right? well, the, like, the, the K2 meter, what that registers is um, energy. Uh, uh, electricians used to use it. So electrical energy. Yes. They well, electricians still use them. That's to see if there's uh, electric energy in the air from a you know bad ground. On a, a lot of houses have they don't have they don't have their electric grounded well enough. And if you go through, it'll spike. And they say that uh, gives you some strange feelings too when there's uh, electromagnetic energy in the air. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm sorry. Are, no, are they, they are called the EMF readers, meters? No, that's a, that's a K2 meter or millimeter. They they measure milligas, that's um, electromagnetic ener- energy. And uh, the EVP recorder, that's just a digital voice recorder. Okay, they, it's, and, it's a recorder. Yes. Like a regular um, recorder that you would... Um, record someone talking in an interview yeah mm-hmm. i've, I've downlo- downloaded them to my phone it's an app too you can you can get an evp recorder app no russ right yes when you use these equipment how do you know that it's not your regular electricity like your computers your telephone your television and not a, mm-hmm. like a spirit well, what I do is I do a baseline reading, and I'll walk through the house, and I'll see if that if it doesn't go up at all. It's uh, it goes from yellow or green to um, red. Mm-hmm. Then there's yellow in there, and I'll usually walk through and get a baseline, and then we'll sit and set it on a table or on a floor, and we'll start asking questions and say, "Can you come to this meter, and we'll be able to communicate with you." And sometimes, you know, you get nothing, but a lot of times you'll get where it'll go up to red. And I've said, can you take it up to red and hold it there for five seconds? And I'll count to five, and then it'll go back down. And then I always thank them. So they actually communicate with you through the um, recorder. That's really interesting. I'm very skeptic. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. Is that Russ or is that? um... Right. That's okay. right. Okay. Go ahead. I was very skeptic at first when I first started doing paranormal investigating, but I've seen some things where I can't explain how it has answered me. Like, like one time I said, do you like women? And it went up the red. <laughs> I said, for no, if you don't like women. So I may, I told my wife to go downstairs and after she went down downstairs, it communicated with me. I'd ask it a question. You a male would go up the red, and then I'd keep uh, asking different questions, trying to trick it. And sometimes it wouldn't move at all. And then mm-hmm. it always did it after a question. It was very interesting. So the recorder, how is that different than a spirit box? Well, spirit box. That's um thanks and describe what that is to our, our audience. Describe oh. you know, what it is. Spirit box is a it scans just like in your car, your your radio. And when you put it on scan, you know, to look for radio stations. But what a spirit box does, it won't stop on any. It just keeps scanning them. And the one I have will scan backward. So it's and a frequency. It's so fast. Yes, the different frequencies of the, I usually use uh, FM, and I, the one I have, it'll go backward, 
So if you get a sentence, you know that it's something I feel paranormal because it's hard to get a sentence the other way you can you know but in reverse and a lot of times we have gotten you know answers okay so you you have the spirit boxes you have the cameras the emf devices is there any other equipment that you use in video camera Uh, we have ir cameras i love them really it's just a security camera that you'd use for your home and we put them places and hit it on record Mm -hmm. We look for things in the shadows, and it's pretty boring when you really. <laughs> oh, it sounds it. fascinating to me. How reliable are they? Their re- your recording of these spirits. How reliable would you say they are? I have to see something really extraordinary to believe it's a spirit. Like sometimes I'll see an orb, you know, just fly past. It could be dust. Could be a bug. That's but one time we've seen things come straight at us, stop, an orb comes straight at us and stop in midair and then go into somebody. In fact, it happened to um, um, the one radio or TV person, Wendy Bell. That oh, really? Yeah, that was, really? a, it yeah, was, that a, was a good one. We should have she her on the show. Very, <laughs> she was very skeptical. And then she got real sick. Oh. And she was talking to Sean. She said she felt really nauseated. And I was recording behind her with an IR camera. And then all of a sudden, it came out of her and went straight up. This was oh. in a library. Carnegie this was library. an orb. Yes. And yes. she said, I feel better. And I said, Miss Bell, you should come here and look at what I just caught. And it, it really uh, amazed her. She said, I don't know what that was. I never got sick like that. And you could see it going in her back and then going up into the ceiling. We should try to get her on the phone. For for anybody who doesn't know what an orb is, tell tell our audience what an orb is and what it's made up of, That if they haven't already done the research on it. What I believe is energy. Oh, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, there's like all different types of orbs. Uh, you got your mist, uh, your little dew orbs, uh, raindrop um, bugs, orbs, but dust. But the ones that I really truly believe are the ones that look like a bright moon, which is solid white. And to me, that is no doubt, but that is a spirit. And what's cool about it is whenever you have, say, like a paranormal experience, like you've been touched or something grabbed your hand or something weird happened around you and someone snaps a picture and you get this real bright orb around you, then you know for a fact that there was a spirit right next to you. That's that's amazing. Now, when people take pictures, okay, and there's like that little, like a orb, how do you know? that they're looking at maybe a spirit or just a piece of, do you, would you be able to tell the difference between that and a piece of dust? Absolutely. No. How would you, how would you determine that? Well, a piece of dust, if you look at a, an orb dust on a picture, um, it's like kind of foggy. Okay. And it's, it's kind of weird looking. I'm going to have to send you some pictures of those. Um, but sometimes you get a moving orb um, the best person to ask for this would be Val. Val, go ahead. She um, might have it on mute. Well, I'm not one of those ones that buys into the orbs all that much. Um, I think that most of them, like Russ, are um, dust, water droplets, um, and their brightness or opacity um, has a lot to do with how close or how far they are to the cameras, whether or not the light source is very strong or dim. Um, I will generally disregard most orbs. Um, you, I'm kind of. Go ahead. No, I was just saying you. So you don't. You're very skeptical about the orbs. The orbs, yes, absolutely. Okay. What about the moving ones, like on a video or or one that would actually like start out as a like a 
like a soap bubble and grows to a huge, would you consider that a spirit or just some kind of anomaly? What would you? Well, it can be explained as something that's actually coming towards the camera. Um, in any room, there's always air flowing, whether or not you can feel it. It's always constantly moving. And for a piece of dust, uh, a simple thing like you um, just turning your head can create a lot of air that can push that dust around. Mm-hmm. Um, in the instances where you're talking like the, the thing that happened with Wendy Bell, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there are some that, that seem to move with purpose as opposed to just flowing. Um, those I would be more apt to consider an orb. But like in still shots, eh, I think it's mostly all dust. Okay, so if you're in person and you see this, it's totally different than what you would see capture on a uh, still photo. Correct, yeah. Um, I want you guys to tell me, like, when you're doing your investigations, do you you see, like, catch lights flashing or do you ever see things move? Has it ever been like that before you guys? Um, I called them squigglies. Squigglies. Yes, but in the paranormal field, they call them paranormal rods. Oh. I call them squigglies. Cool. That's when you take a picture, and um, every now and then you'll see a long green streak right out in the middle of your picture. You know, hmm. it don't have to be green all the time. Um, could be yellow or white, whatever, but they look kind of weird. Do um what was you, you guys? What was your scariest investigation? Would you say? Well, we'll let Carmen get this one. <laughs> Go ahead, Carmen. It's funny you picked me for that one first, Sean. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> scariest experience um, was probably the second residence that we had done, uh, was it a a home residence, I believe in Carrick. And Mm -hmm. I think it used to be, no, that wasn't the funeral home one. Uh, it was an older home. I mean, Carrick, you know, Pittsburgh, there's a lot of older homes in general in the city. Um, an older home, you and I were sitting on the stairs of the landing between the first and second floor. There were members of our group who were on the second floor, um, two men, and those two men happened to be very skeptical, and they were trying to agitate spirits, um, trying to get them to, you know, knock on walls, make a sound, and you and I at the time didn't realize that one of the men had said, you know, come on, buddy, come, come get me. If you've got something to say, come attack me. We found out later after the fact, Sean and I are sitting on the landing. We're doing kind of this Q&A kind of back and forth. Um, Sean will probably tell you that he's a medium and he would, you know, allow certain spirits to come channel through him. I would be the questioner and they would answer for me and we would record these. Um, And no sooner did that uh, skeptical man in our group say, come on, hit me, come on, get me. This thing came through Sean and Sean lunged out at me is like trying to choke me and, and just gibberish coming out of his mouth. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then he kind of shook his head and took a step back and goes, Oh, I don't know who that was, but he wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so that was probably my scariest experience was almost being attacked by a spirit via Sean. Um, Sean, Val, yes. and Carmen, I have a, um, it looks like Bucks wants to know, what are some of the most interesting investigations have you done in PA? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say the Carnegie Library down in Carnegie, and um, very, very haunted down there. Uh, and uh, every um, Halloween, Uniontown, they have a ghost walk. And um, we go down and we do little mini investigations at the Marco's Bistro. Hmm. But um, I got the opportunity to do the tour. And I'm telling you what, it it was pretty great. All investigations are good. I mean, if you don't get nothing, um, 
no evidence or nothing like that. It's still the thrill for me, okay, is the thrill like getting up to the investigation, okay? But when the investigation starts, then it's like um, it's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the anticipation of getting ready for the investigated, which is the, the high. Exactly. Okay. Um, we have, I don't know if Tara is, it. does Tara have a question? If you do, Tara, unmute yourself. Yeah, Tara's in a group. Does she have a question? Or she Hi, guys. Hey, what, Tara? Hey. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. They're doing good, buddy. How are you? Good. So, um, on Sean's thing about DeMarco's, we had a really bizarre experience occur between Sean, his brother Patrick, and me. And I can't remember, was it Roy? Where we were upstairs in the brothel, and you and Patrick were down in the, um, what I would refer to as the Captain Morgan bar. Uh-huh. And I had a... <laughs> And all of a sudden, we both sets of people in PPS heard a big loud bang. I thought Sean and Patrick were coming up the stairs. Sean and Patrick thought we were going down the stairs. So I asked if they were okay, and nobody answered. So we decided to walk down the steps because we were getting ready to get new people in. And a big roll of toilet paper had been thrown down the stairs when there wasn't any anywhere near us. Oh, yeah. that's oh yeah. There, there's oh, been yeah. some really crazy stuff. And let me tell you something about Faith. We did an investigation uh, in East McKeesport, mm-hmm. and uh, she literally got picked up and thrown. Oh my goodness, that's probably why she doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. How about uh, you, that's... Val? Val. Uh, for me, I think my. My most favorite investigation, I honestly don't remember where this house was. Something was telling me Murraysville, but I might be wrong. But it was a, a private residence with a husband and a wife. Um, and the wife was terrified. Um, she was constantly feeling like she was being threatened um, by a male presence. Um, the husband had actually gotten a phone call from who he believed was his dead father. And I guess they felt that the dead father did not like the wife and he was there coming after her. And uh, this was early on when I first started um, doing investigations. And as a person who, like Sean says, a believer, non-believer, I believe, I just don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't have any of that kind of psychic connection to the spirit Mm world. Um, They, uh, we got there to the house to do the investigation. And, you know, I mean, you looked at the woman and she looked like she was only three feet tall. She was sunken in on herself. You could easily see how terrified she was. Mm. And um, so we had them leave the house, which we don't normally do. Uh, We made them leave while we did the investigation. And uh, we, you know, we walked through the house and checked things out and, I don't think that anything really happened while we were there, but um, Sean basically said, you know, like that the spirit, it needed to go. And um, after all was said and done, and uh, we kind of confirmed that it was the man's father and et cetera, we had the two come back through the house. And the difference in this woman alone was just amazing. It was like, she was light. Like she had a halo around her and I couldn't physically see anything like that, but I could really tell that she was comforted and she was now okay and no longer afraid. And that was probably the most amazing experience I had. And it, you know, it didn't even happen to me, but Mm -hmm. you know, just seeing her was just amazing. She was at peace. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. We have um, a JN on the call, did you have a question, comment for one of the investigators, or do you want to, to tell your experience? You can just unmute yourself. JN. Okay. All right. Well, go ahead. Well, we're moving on. 
So let's move on in case they decide to come back on. How about Russ? Well, what was your favorite one, Russ? My favorite investigate where I was eerie, felt the eeriest and got the chills was at Hillview Manor. It was, um, I went by myself, which they say you're not supposed to do. And I went up to the third floor and I was in the, the, the guide said there was a, a man named Jimmy up there. And I went up and was talking to him and I didn't hear anything or see anything. When I went downstairs and listened to my EVP recorder, that's, that I could hear him talking to me and it wasn't nice. <laughs> he, he was, he was swearing at me and I, there was nobody else up there with me. And that, that was the, uh, wildest thing that's ever happened except me and my wife went to scotland and we had some crazy experiences over at uh in uh Greyfriars cemetery oh. that's a very unique place <laughs> wow okay that's that's john you were telling you were t- telling me when we first met that you investigate churches now are you investigating like ghosts or something else and tell tell our tell our audience about it because i think it, i find it fascinating oh yeah um the the one the church that i really really investigated was the one that down in uh mont city i cannot say monica Hella, all right so i say mont city and uh it was saint anthony's and uh what was crazy about that is they had um, a place where the nuns used to live, okay? Mm-hmm. And we actually investigated where the nuns were at. And oh, really? we got a lot of creepy stuff down there, too. So you, the, the, the nuns were haunting the convent? Yeah. Did well, you the, record anything or did you see anything? Oh, that that was so long ago that you don't remember. that's probably in the archive somewhere or somebody <laughs> else has it. But I remember whenever we would talk or ask a question, they had a ceiling fan, okay? And again, there was no air going through that that would make the fan turn. And every time we asked a question, the fan would turn. <laughs> right oh. for yes, left for no. That's spooky. Now, you know how all those shows like The Conjuring, uh, Poltergeist, uh, what else? What else is there? I know there's the Amityville Horror. Now, those are all based on true stories. Now, have you ever encountered anything in Pittsburgh that could be made into a story because it was so scary? Or did anything remind you of one of those stories? You know how you, you go to a flea market or an antique store and there's an old doll and there's a spirit in the doll or, or a box or a jewelry box. Did you ever encounter anything like that? Or give me your two cents on all of you, Russell, Val, Carmen. And I think Val, you are, you're on mute, I believe. So you can, whoever wants to start first for me. Well, this is Russell. <laughs> okay. I've never had the amount of evidence like that they've caught on TV. And I always say that. I don't know how they, I know they have a thousand people looking through all this video, you know, and like I said, it's boring watching this stuff. You know, when you get home and then you got to go through 10 hours of video, it's kind of tough to catch things. But I've never had anything happen that would, you know, be good enough for a movie. Okay. Anybody Carmen? Else? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I've had fun investigations. I've had lots of, you know, uh, interesting places that we visited. Some of them are, you know, when we first started out, Sean, we went to mostly all the, you know, quote unquote, urban legend places within Pittsburgh. So we went to, the, you know, the Blue Mist Road. We saw the, the cemetery with Walking Rosie, which is the same cemetery that, um, Night of the Living Dead was filmed in, in Monroeville. So, I mean, if you wanted to make a movie based on urban legends in Pittsburgh, there'd be a lot of places you could fill up a time with, but I don't think there's a single investigation that, kind of like Russ said, that, you know, we've had a lot of overwhelming amount of evidence Mm -hmm. from. 
Well, we have a, another question from BF. I'm not sure who that is, BF, on the chat and wants to know, what do you think causes the physical symptoms of these encounters? Why do you think people get sick or feel strange when they have an encounter? I believe that the energy from the spirit is very overwhelming. And when it gets, when it goes through you or if it's around you and you're not used to the energy, then people start feeling nauseous and then they start getting dizzy or sick and they have to sit down. Okay. And he has another one. Um, any investigations at any of the battlefields in PA, like Bushy Run or get you said Getty, Gettysburg already? Gettysburg. So, what what have you found there? If you had any there, uh, Gettysburg is the best. I'm telling <laughs> you, it, it is humorous. Gettysburg is yeah, very, very 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 haunted. I think you'd have to do a whole show with Sean in Gettysburg. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Oh, so again, I know my son went there and they took pictures. Now, have you ever seen the um, the one room where they have the pearls? I think it was Jenny Lynn. Jenny, Jenny Wade. Jenny Wade. Jenny Wade. What, what, ha- what do you think about that? Is that, is that, do you believe that's true? I mean, is that a real ghost? She's real. She's a real ghost. She's a real ghost. So what about those pictures with the pearls? I don't really, when I went well, up there. Well, there was a picture my son brought back when he went there. And, and then all there was was pearls hanging. And they said that was Jenny Wade holding them. Or that oh, was her. Really? I don't know. Maybe no, I never if I've never what? seen them. You never seen that? Well, maybe if they're no. listening, they can call in. Because I I remember the picture, and I go, wow, that's really freaky. But that's scary. So Bushy but Run, have you heard I of? I the, went there the one coat? time. I wasn't too thrilled. No. Nah, because was, go ahead. Because where we went, we went by that log cabin, mm-hmm. that cabin or whatever it is, and that's as far as we could go. What do you mean we that was not go on to the battlefield? They wouldn't let you. Nope. Wow. Now, when we went down there with Faith and my son, we went with the, the Penn Trafford. They had a class up there. We went down by the lime wall. And that was scary. And I'll tell the story again because it, it did happen. I'm not hallucinating. Everybody's in there with their cameras and they're all, you know, investigating and they're in their mood. And I felt a breath on my um, neck said to leave and they squeezed my arm. Okay. I'll never forget this. And I panicked. I told faith I'm getting out of here. I ran so fast. I almost ended up get running into nine ninety three. And when I went home, I had a bruise mark on my arm the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick. Like you said, you got sick. I got deathly ill. I was so sick, I didn't know what I was, you know, what was going on. So I went to the doctors a few days later, and they said, "Oh, you have H1N1." Huh. I was fine until I went there. I was like, "What?" Huh? So, and they took a picture. I know your um, one investigator doesn't Val. I think it was Val or Carmen. Which one didn't believe in the the um, the, the orbs? That was Val. That's okay. Val. Well, my son took a picture. And there was a huge orb on my chest. Like you could see it like in front of the picture. And I was so sick. And my mother always said, no, I want to know your opinion on this, that the spirit piggybacked and went home with me. That's possible. Did you ever hear of the piggybacking of the spirit? Oh, we just thought they followed them home. Yeah. They do follow you home. Not all the time. Not all the time. They absolutely can. I've seen that firsthand, too. Yeah. And I get a phone call the next morning. (laughs) Sean, there's something attached to me. Let's uh, do this. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like you get sick after you have an experience like that. Yeah. And no one really understands it unless, you know, they have the same experience. Well, I'd like to share a story from Gettysburg. I was up filming my uh, 
show, uh, Paranormal Pittsburgh, and we were on Saks Covered Bridge, and I got zapped by a spirit right in the back, okay? And I was out of it for three days. What do you mean by zap? Like electricity? It, like, a, like a shock? Kind of, yeah. It felt like somebody, him sticking a knife in my back. Oh, my gosh. That, that would totally freak me out. Sorry. Oh, it was, I thought it was great until you the, did. three days, three <laughs> days of you... sickness. But yeah, you know it's... what? A lot of people, they do get scratched. They do get kicked. They do get bit, bunched, whatever. And whenever you have that type of a situation with a spirit, you are out for about three days. No, I mean, not totally out, but it, there's like... Uh, no, Jen just said the producer just said that's demonic. Um, I love you, Jen. I love you. <laughs> that's another story for an hour. She said, "Yes, it is demonic." Yeah. Well, how do you know the difference between a demonic spirit and a peaceful, or just of somebody that's just a lost soul that just needs to go to the light? Oh wow! See, to me, the way I work is when I go into a meditation. And I'm in the house. And it's really, really weird. Um, if I ever see... You remember Uncle Fester from the mm -hmm. Adams Family? Yeah. Uh, whenever I see Uncle Fester, then that's, you know, a demon or a minion. Um, basically, that's how I can tell. But, but a lot of people, I'd like to share this. Do you remember the movie when it came out, The Lady in Black? Yes. Okay. The next day, I had 26 emails saying everybody saw the lady in black, not the movie, in their house. Okay. So I blame TV. I blame um, uh, the TV shows and stuff like that for some of the fear that they actually put into people. Um, because, you know, they watch all these TV programs, and when something pretty bad happens into the house— they think it's a demon right off the bat. You know the what? Know what I mean? But all the cases that I have worked, okay, ninety-five percent of them were just spirits who were just pissed off because they changed the color of the wallpaper. Okay. Oh my. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whenever you do a remodeling in a house, and the spirit's been here a lot longer than you, and you change They're it mad. from uh, X and O's to pink polka dots, they get mad. So they get mad if you remodel. Okay, that would... Yes, they do. And yeah, because if they've been there for a long time, they probably, especially if it was their home. Yes, and even if you tear down the wall to make an extra room, all hell breaks loose. Uh, wow. Makes me want to <laughs> not remodel. You never know what's going to happen. Okay, so you guys have seen... Human spirits. What about animals? Have that I any never have. seen it. No? <laughs> no. And if there's any call, <laughs> you've heard them. Was it barking or like a cat? Uh, breathing. I heard. Oh, jeez. Like that. <laughs> Well, if there's if there's anybody in the audience that had ever seen a animal, please hit the link and call. I'd love to hear about it. Oh, the producer has had, Jennifer. The producer said she's seen an animal. Well, Would you cool. like to share that, Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer. I know you're not feeling too well. Sure, sure. Um, I've seen several animals, and most of them were mine. Okay. Um, I, I believe that. <clears throat> animals and it's probably not an earthbound it's probably just a visiting animal and if you have a connection with an animal they're going to visit you more and so if you see um I, i'm sure that you could probably have earthbound animals it's probably rare because they're so pure of spirit um i think that some spirits can show themselves as animals um but when my experience uh the kids and I, we're all mediums, so this helps. But um, most of the time, I'm just going about my life, right? And I'm not looking for spirits in the home. Um, so I had a black cat who passed away. And he used, he was just very timid, and he just always wanted to come and sit by me. Didn't want you to touch him, just wanted to sit by me. So he had passed away, I don't know, 
maybe a month before that. Enough time for me to get over it and start thinking about other things. And that's somebody's. Um, so I was, I went outside and I was sitting on the front porch and the, the, there was no lights on outside. It was dark that the light was coming through the living room window. <clears throat> this black, this cat was all black. Okay. And you know, when you look down at a cat and you see the separation of the hair, when you look inside the ear, you can see the oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see the white skin, um, just like in the opening of the ear. That's what I saw. I looked down, and I saw that, and um, and then I saw the head. <clears throat> Excuse me, and and then he was gone. So I didn't move my attention, but I saw it clear as day. And as soon as I recognized it as Mikey, my cat. It was gone, but I didn't look away, and it wasn't another cat sitting there. Um, <clears throat> also, I've seen my old orange cat walk out of uh, down the stairs, you know, and it's usually peripheral vision that we're seeing these things. We've seen our old dog run across the yard, um, you know, and you're going to see things in peripheral vision because it's your second attention. Your first attention um, as soon as you see it in the peripheral vision, we usually look at it. And when you look at it, everything is processed that fast through your brain. So it's going to disappear because your brain thinks that is not possible. It's not there. It shouldn't be there. But the second attention from the peripheral vision tells you that it just, uh, tells you anything that is there for your own protection. So you don't run into things, things like that. So, a lot of peripheral vision animal sightings. I'm a medium. I have done mediumship readings for animals that have passed. So it is, the animals do come back and forth quite often. So I'm not, I have not experienced a lot of earthbound animals. Um, but I do know that they can show up in full form uh, when they want to. Oh. That's crazy. I know when my um, beloved uh, German Shepherd passed away when I was a teenager, we used to keep him in the bathroom because he was so, fe- you know, he was mad. He was always bad and angry and he was kind of aggressive. So that was his place where he, we would put him when we had company. Well, when he passed away, that next morning, he was hit by a car. They were bringing new doors um, into our home. And I was in the bathroom and I was, I was having a, um, you know, crying session, crying. And I looked up at the the brand new door that they just put on his image was ingrained in the wood. Now, could that have been his residual energy? Very possible. Uh, Yes. Okay. Cause that was really a crazy thing that happened to me. I'll never forget it. So excuse me. Is it still there? I don't know. We moved. Mm. I wish we would have took the door with us because it looked just like everybody, our, our company would come. That was the big main attraction going to see, cause they knew my dog Caesar, he was crazy and it looked just like him. It was ingrained in the wood. It was so powerful. That's crazy. That it was he, on the bathroom too. It was in the bathroom that he would, we would put him and it was like, I still get chills thinking about it. Cause it was, I mean, I was devastated when he passed away, but it was a, it was an attraction, like, oh, you want to go see Caesar? He's in the bathroom. He's on the door. So it kind of gave me a peace of mind that he was there, you know, but I wish we would have took the door with us, but we didn't. That's why I was asking well, about I do that. know spirits can make impressions on things and move things around, especially shortly after they passed. Um, an earthbound spirit can do more, but if, just, just to right around the time, uh, within the first six months of... Uh, like a human passing. They oh, this can, was the right the morning after he yeah, was because he died two up, two a.m. They can show up full full force. They can move things around. Um, and um, I do know that I did an investigation at a friend of mine's house. Oh my god, I got we got to do a show on that one one day. That's gonna knock <laughs> your socks. Off. They this place was like a subway of paranormal activity. There's it was like a river of energy running through this house and this the ghost would just jump off and get back on it was crazy there was this guy that was uh 
He had died in a, a barn fire. He was special needs, but he was an adult, and he kept looking for his parents. He ended up at Jenny's house on this river of energy. I don't know why everyone's named Jenny, but um, <laughs> but a good name. He was making burn spots on her wall. Oh, I like that. What, that's why she called me over there. So I know that they can do that either intentionally or unintentionally to get people's attention. Oh, that's creepy. That is really creepy. Um, I think we have a caller. Um, JW, do you want to unmute yourself? Hello, can you guys hear me? Hey, how are you? (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me on. Just want to say... Hi to everyone. Hope everyone's having a good night. Cool, we are. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. I just want to share an experience that I had in the Pittsburgh area, um, if you guys don't mind. No, go for it. Okay, so um, it was me, my brother, and my dad. um, I think someone else was there, but I couldn't, I can't remember. But we were heading out from a baseball game going up towards 21, towards Harmerville. Okay. And there was so much traffic. Right. Just, I mean, we were stuck in traffic probably a good hour and it was probably around nine, 10, maybe a little bit later. And I'm sitting in the back seat. Um, this, I think it was like early 2000. So I was probably around, I don't know, 14, 15. And I'm just looking at the traffic. And then all of a sudden I see someone run across the street and we're on 28, like right before the Harmerville exit. Um, going away from Pittsburgh and I freak out because I have no idea why there's a person on 28 running across the street (laughs) at like 11 o'clock at night and I'm I'm telling everyone like my brother and my dad I'm like guys did you not see that like there's someone on the road and they're just like no 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 one's on the road and I'm like no seriously there's someone on the road so they didn't see anything um but clear as day, I saw, you know, a shadow because with the lights re- reflecting off everything, um, it was dark. And the next day, my dad calls me because he, he usually drives 28 um, a lot to go up to the malls and stuff. And he goes, remember when you said you saw someone? I said, yeah, of course. Like, how could I forget seeing a someone run on 28 during, you know, 11 o'clock with traffic? He goes, there's a cross on the side of the street where we were stuck in traffic. Hmm. That's cool. That is. So Would, go ahead. Did, did it have a, um, did, could you tell if it was a male or female? Um, if I can remember, uh, it, it was just a dark silhouette. So, I mean, if I had to put a guess to it, I would say male cause it was taller, more broad, but I mean, clear as day, like it wasn't like a, a mist, like you see, online or like ghost adventures anything it was just straight dark shadow running like arms waist torso head legs everything Mm. was there any kind of lights or anything coming off or was just a shadow no it was just like a picture someone in all black running across 28 through the barrier uh, the, the dividing barrier in the middle but they swear they didn't see anything but but i did awesome that's have you great. ever seen anything else after that, or have you? Are you are you the kind of person that does experiences? Do you see spirits all the time, or is this just something that happened once in a while? I mean, personally, I, I, I think I've seen a lot growing up, and even still today. Um, well, can I you, have, can you tell us any pictures. of those? Oh man, uh, too many to tell. Um, really, but I was listening in. Yeah, I was listening in about the the animal spirits. Uh, when I first met my wife, one of the first times I went to her house, um, I was walking past one of the main rooms, and I saw a cat sitting on the bed. And I go up to her, and I go, I didn't know you had a cat. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I saw a cat sitting on your, the bed over there. And I described the cat and everything, and she goes, my cat just died. Like, mm. you're describing my cat that just passed away. Wow. So how, do you have, what, what, is this like something, you said you have so many that you 
there's just so many to tell. What would, why do you think that you, is it, have you always been like that? Did you have it when you were a kid? Yeah. I mean, as far as I can remember, I've all, I, I've always had some sort of experience, whether it's with, you know, feeling like people have played with my hair. Oh, wow. Um, unsettling feelings when I don't know if like Sean or, or anyone in the, in the audience there has ever, you know, gone to an area and you're not thinking of, thinking of anything. And then all of a sudden you like walk into a room and you just stop dead. Like you hit a, absolutely. And you know, something's wrong. Jennifer, the producer saying you're, she's saying you're a medium. I'm a medium. That's what she said. (laughs) Jan, you want to tune in? (laughs) Yeah. Lots of people are mediums, you know? And lots of people just, they don't really, you know, maybe may, may not be their thing to embrace it in this lifetime. Some people have to get to a certain point in their life where they feel comfortable learning about it. And the more they learn about it, the more the fear falls away and things start to make sense. Because uh, think about it. If you have a million stories to tell, then you're picking up, you can have a, a greater sense Um, And you can pick up on spiritual energy. You can pick up, and you seem to be very visual. To see, I know this because I got a house full of mediums over here. And my daughter is like that. She sees our cat on a regular basis and just out of the blue. And I know my daughter. I know when she's telling the truth, and she usually is about this stuff. So just out of the blue, just say, oh, I just saw Hunter. It's not like she's trying to get attention. I mean, she's she's 20 years old. You know, um, she saw her father passed away when she was seven years old. And for six months after that, she saw him in full, always different clothing. Saw him at school, saw him in her room. She saw him. And then she had, I could tell you stories, knock your socks off, right? Stuff you cannot deny. Um. She told me what he was wearing on the day that he died, and I did not see him get dressed. And she was at his her grandmother's house the day he left for work and died in a car accident. And he came back to visit her, and she told her. So there are people that have this ability, but they're just busy with life right now. You know, mm. and they don't really... So I bet you anything. I bet you money. If you read up on it and just really started researching... Um, you would probably open up more to it. If you, re- cool. if you release the fear, that's when the ability expands. Oh, you hear that? J- thank w- you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you so much, J- JW. Um, we appreciate it. We have another caller, I believe. Um, KN. Do you, if you want to go ahead. Welcome Hi, to Chasing Prophecy. Um, so I just had a couple of experiences. My husband and I have lived in our house for about like two and a half years. And when he moved in with me, um, he brought his ashes of his cat that passed away. And ever since he brought those ashes, I see out of the corner of my eye a cat running around all the time. Um, he's just recently started to see it, but I've been seeing it like for the last two years, I guess you could say. Um, It always runs around. And then also, I feel like I'm not as sensitive to this stuff as others are, but sometimes I do get weird feelings. And my brother-in-law has said that he hears screaming in our house and he sees shadows. So I feel like there's definitely some activity going on. And I don't know how to make them, like, pass over. Where do you live? We live um, in Irwin. Mm-hmm. Would you like our group to come out and investigate your house? Sure. Awesome. You can uh, send us a message in um, our Facebook page, uh, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, and we can discuss it some more, and then we can set a date for us to come out and investigate. That would be awesome. We also just had this weird incident the other day. We have um, security cameras, and um, my husband couldn't sleep the one night, so he was out in our living room and whenever there's movement in our living room after a certain time, it sets off the security camera. So in the morning, sometimes I'll have notifications if like my cat's out there or whatever. So I had this notification. So when I looked at my security cameras in the morning, um, I saw my husband 
walking around and there was this orb kind of following him like it was on the couch and anytime he moved it started to move really fast and then whenever he would lay down it would still move but it was kind of slower and my cat definitely noticed it and was watching it um he didn't seem too upset by it but he knew something was there also my dad passed away not too long ago and sometimes I feel like you know he's checking in on me so there's always that too I guess that's a very Mm -hmm. good possibility that's uh, very interesting. Is there anything you guys can tell her to do in the meantime before you have an investigation to calm her fears? Russ? Russ? No, I would. <laughs> yeah, I always think that spirits won't hurt you. I've never had one hurt me. I've seen people get scratched. And uh, I just think it's a different uh, plane of existence for us after we pass on. And I know Hollywood has made some scary movies that, that, and that's what they're for to scare you. But I've never, I've been startled by spirits, but never scared. So if it's a, the cats, they're just, uh, they're just lost. That's, that's my belief. They're just lost and looking for your attention and they don't know how to get it. Wow. That's uh. That's that gives you some kind of peace of mind, and you can take that away. Thank oh, you for yeah. calling in, Don. Uh, is that KN Kelly? Thank you, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. I just want to add one thing about the animals. Like when you have, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sick. Um, when people die. People have all kinds of agendas for this lifetime. They got to go back. They got to meet people. They got to plan their next life. They got to, you know, they have all these thoughts about what is wrong and good and bad and where they should be and what they should do. Animals are very pure in spirit. Pretty sure they only come in here once. Anim- um, humans will come back and forth to learn different things, but the animal is so connected to you. They're either at home or they're here. And so they will choose to spend half their time in heaven if that's what you want to call it and and half their time with you and if they miss you they move with the speed of thought that's why spirit moves so fast it's not the speed of light it's the speed of thought that's how the soul moves and so animals will come and just hang out with you and um and i've been surprised to see animals of mine come back after years and they're still seen and it's, so it's interesting so once you develop that connection with an animal their spirit is so pure that they're all just about love and they want to be there they want to be there with you and possibly if you buy a house where there's a, a spirit there maybe they're very comfortable with their home and they just want to be there too yeah well oh, this was this has been I such a great show and what we're going to do from now on like i mentioned it before this this seems to be a great topic for people because there's a lot of people who want to connect with you know spirits so every thursday the first thursday of every month we're going to do this again so i think we're going to welcome all you guys back because i think it's a really good popular topic and i think a lot of people they want that peace of mind too and i know myself i think i have hauntings here and of my past my i lost a lot of family and i feel that you know i would love to get some closure because i know they're here i know they're with me and i know a lot of other people feel the same way with their loved ones and if if you're interested about um being an investigator you can always check out um sean i sean what is your um facebook page that you have it's um pittsburgh paranormal society and if anybody needs to contact you they can contact you there yes just send me a message okay well we're coming to that bewitching hour and it's a full moon and we have to say goodbye tonight thank you everybody but thank you so much for joining us tonight we loved having you here all our guest callers and if you are interested, just definitely give um, Sean a ring. And if you know anybody um, who's interested, and they can contact that too. And just remember, guys, it's the 4th of July weekend. Be careful. We don't want to have any accidents. And please check out my author page, J.E. Nicasio, and my trilogy on Amazon. And guys, 
I'm thanking you again for this wonderful night. We'll talk to you next week with uh, medium psychic Carol Obley. So good night, everyone. Thank you. And good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you, guys. Good night.